New episodes of That Creative Life every single Monday. I am your host, Sarah Dietschy. Thank you so much for joining me on this fine Monday. If this podcast has meant something to you, if it's helped you in any way, in any way, at the end of this podcast, or even right now, if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be the best thing ever. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Um, So this will be the last kind of like casual chat um, before we get some interviews started again. Next week, we have uh, Shelby Church and Monica Church. They have been on the podcast before. They're uh, some of the favorites that you guys have have listened to. So I'm so excited for that. And they're launching a podcast as well. And then we'll get back to the interviews. I got a lot of of great people. I had to get back into the swing of things because the whole, you know, things happening in the world and and people not coming to my office in person for a podcast. So I got everything sorted. I got, you know, I'm doing them via Zoom and I did all the things to get organized. So just like all of you guys, um, the podcast was definitely something that I had to readjust, reevaluate. Now we have, you know, a new setup. It's easy. We're doing remote podcasts, so the interview interviews will be back next week, which I'm very excited about. So today we have a little bit of like a fun special one. So there's this new thing that I've been doing on YouTube, um, and it, it's kind of like it's a radio show. I'm not going to act like it's new because it's it's basically an old thing on a new medium. So YouTube has live streaming, of course, but you can do this thing, trying out this new thing, an audio live stream. So I actually hear your voice, you call in, ask me a question, and I get to talk to the Peachy fam one-on-one. And it was so fun. I did it last night and basically people queued up to ask me their question and the phone number on the screen was what people could call with their phone. So I'm going to do this much more. And if you want to hear this live, you want to ask me a question, I'll uh, link my YouTube channel in the show notes below and just turn that notification bell, subscribe, to my YouTube channel and you will get notified the next time I do this so you can be a part of it live and I just chose three or four questions from from this chat uh, for the beginning of this podcast and then I I was again going into the archives and I found an interview with Tessa Violet if you guys don't know who Tessa Violet is she is now such an amazing talented musician but she got her start on YouTube over 10 years ago maybe 15 years ago she was a part of the first group of people who did all of those amazing music videos to uh, cool poppy songs and she was really a part of this first wave of YouTubers who were actually YouTubers who started to make money on the platform and she has just evolved into such a prolific musician and it's funny because this interview happened in January March of 2016 so it was four years ago and I don't know if you you can tell you'll have to tell me when you listen to the interview you know I don't I'm not as prolific maybe you know I I definitely had to cut around some long pauses where I just didn't know what to say but maybe it's a good reminder to remind you guys that it's a journey right I've had four five years of experience since this moment but I just I love Tessa so much and we lived in Nashville at the same time for a few months there and that's when we got together and hung out and believe it or not that creative life has been a theme on my channel uh since 2015 uh in 2016 I, it was just an interview series but on my YouTube channel not necessarily a podcast um but now it's the podcast as you know and love it so enjoy these questions that you guys asked me it was so 
literally so fun. And then after that, enjoy this interview with Tessa Violet from 2016. She, there's so many good nuggets in it. And I think it would be really cool for you to check her out now in 2020 because she's she has evolved her craft and is doing some cool things. And it's so funny. I, I mentioned in this uh in the interview, Facebook, my Facebook and Snapchat. That's when you know it's old because I don't have a Facebook anymore and I don't use my Snapchat. So enjoy, guys. Okay, so we have our first caller. This is so exciting. Yo, it's, it's Michael. <laughs> What's up, Michael? Isn't this weird? Yo, this is something new. <laughs> this is something new. Where are you from? New York. It's Kiddox. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. You could have led with Kiddox. <laughs> yeah. What's up, dude? No, nothing much. Just here and staying at home. Yeah. New York, Queens. Very nice. So you got to ask me a dope question. No pressure. Are you going to be in the podcast okay. tomorrow? Let's see. Um, there's a lot of camera brands making some big moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, Canon has announced this camera that's very very like has high potential do you think lots of people who mainly shoot sony will be gravitated towards this new camera that is a good question because i've been shooting sony for i guess three years now um and i came from canon land and it seems like you know every time they push back the a7s uh three or whatever it's like oh they're failing us um but i think there's going to be some things down the pipeline speaking of this literally in two days there's a new camera that is coming out that they teased i think people are going to be really stoked with that and i think it'll be a good starting point for sony um to kind of like start on that path of reinvention and just you know making everyone stoked not just meeting our requirements but like going above and beyond and i think that's what we're gonna see with canon for maybe like a year and then i have faith sony yeah. will step it up but i'm curious about the canon camera but again at that price point like what is it four thousand dollars five thousand yeah they're saying around four thousand uh, i'm pretty sure it's gonna be yeah. priced around the 5d mark four which might be around right 34.99 which would make sense, right? Um, yeah. And the few times that I've used the EOS R, I have actually been, I kind of made fun of it in the beginning because, you know, they went mirrorless, but then the new lenses are so big. I'm like, what's the point? But yeah. then you shoot with it and it does look beautiful. The Canon colors, right? So yeah, I yeah. think we'll just have to wait and see. I have faith in Sony, but again, I've never been like 100% loyal to only one camera brand. Uh, like still I shoot with the GH5 with Black Magics. So I'm, I hop around. So, so we'll see, but I haven't gone back to Canon in probably like three or four years. I don't plan on it, but it'll be fun to see it for sure. Um, that was a great question. And I think everyone yeah, should, thank you. of course, stay tuned on Tuesday because there's a new Sony camera uh, coming out and I think everyone's going to be so stoked. So I think yeah. cameras actually has a lot of potential to reach like the new newcomers who want to mm -hmm. get into more video and totally. like, photo even. 100%. Well, thanks for being the first listener. It's fitting since you've come to all yeah. of the, the uh, merch drops and stuff. Thanks for hanging. Yeah, um, let's see. What are some questions from the comments? Any cool expectation for the new iMac or iMac Pro? Because it's coming at the end of the year, right? Honestly, people have been saying that the new iMac is going to get a fresh new look for 
quite some time now. So I do not trust any of those timelines when it comes, it comes. But I think as is the iMac design is pretty modern and great. I just feel like they need to shrink down the bezels. Um, so who knows if we'll get something uh, super sleek and different. Who knows? Hello, what's your name? Oh, hello, Sarah. This is so cool. Okay. Hi. <laughs> Um, my name's Gabe. I actually met you at Vid Summit. I was one of the ones that like bombarded you at the elevator. Amazing. You know what's so funny? So, it's like so many people bombard people at the elevator. You might have to be more specific. What did we talk oh, about? Oh, yes. Okay. So, yes. So me and Connor, we talked to you about being college dropouts. Yes. Oh, of course I remember you guys. And then I, I um, <laughs> talked about y'all in the talk that I gave. Yes, yes, that was super cool. So yeah, we're we're still, you know, out here being creative. We're still not in college. So as a creative, we all experience um times of like a creative rut where we're just like, you know, just not in it, not in the creative flow. What is like the number one thing that you do when you're just not feeling it to get yourself back on track? Yeah. That's such a good question. For me, I feel like if I do something and don't do anything else for like 10 minutes, if I can have five or even five minutes of focus time to get into an edit or to do that thing that I have to do, that's literally all it takes. But boy, is that five, that initial five minutes so hard. I mean, the past few months with just everything happening in the world, I've literally mm -hmm. had like a Twitter addiction, you know, and it's hard to admit that because I love Twitter so much. Yeah. yeah, but it's one of those weird things. And, and you know, especially now it's like when you go on Twitter, it's not like you're getting a lot of good. Honestly, something practical that I've been trying to do is just if I do not need a piece of tech to edit a video, just put that far away <laughs> from me so I don't get like distracted phone on the other yeah, side of the yeah room. totally um but also just trying to do something for five minutes because if you can get that first five minutes you can get in the groove and like it's that's when the you know the tunnel vision comes in you know maybe that's setting up certain things where if you do it for five minutes so you can I don't know, drink that cup of coffee that you just poured yourself right before it or, you know, yes, set up certain I like really. reward systems, you know? Um, and I mean, it kind of goes to, uh, oh gosh, what's the book called? It's written uh, by Scott Belsky from Adobe. Um, but he has like this thing called the two minute rule. Uh, oh, I have it right here on my shelf. Making ideas happen. It's a good book by Scott Belsky. But he basically says if a Making task can, yeah, if a task can get done cool. in less than two minutes, just do it. So that's been super helpful for me for just because I'm a I'm a list maker. So I'll, I'll make a really long list of things and then just like never do them. I'll just write the list to do the list. So in the beginning, of, yeah, yeah. Then you feel like you're being so productive. Yeah, but then it's like, oh, anything. I haven't done those things. So it helps for me. I'm like, okay, that thing takes less than two minutes. I'm just going to do it, right? Ultimately, you made the decision with what you're passionate about. And that's going to that's gonna bring you through. I mean, I was so miserable when I was doing engineering. I will say when I was doing okay. something miserable, I was so miserable that I was like, I will do anything and everything to get out of this. So maybe now that you don't have school, it's kind of like, oh, my options are open. Maybe I don't have as much pressure. So maybe you need some good pressure in your life. I don't know. Maybe get like yeah, the, the pressure definitely isn't isn't there like it used to be going out yeah. of college. I was um, finally made a decision with my channel and what I wanted to do. And I was on a roll and then I just hit a mental wall for some reason. Mm -hmm. And then I think actually I haven't really uploaded a 
what I would call an actual video since mm-hmm. around mid summit. So like, I, oh, bro, I'm really, let's like, go. Like, I, I need to go, go. So as far as putting that pressure on me, it's like, do I, yeah. do, do I keep searching for that? Like, I just kind of need well, to do it. Well, this conversation, do it, do it, do it, do it. Set that as awesome. your alarm well, or something. I'm actually, I just opened <laughs> Premiere right before this call. So maybe that okay. means something. I opened Premiere. No, this is actually kind of crazy. I opened Premiere on this video. I've been meaning to edit for a couple months. Uh-huh. Um, and it's like about five minutes into that edit, I got you notification. And I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> oh, no, wait. I was <laughs> so I'm actually working on it right now. But <laughs> Okay, you, okay. Yeah, well, you are, you're a good distraction in this okay. case, I swear. But All that's right. actually kind of cool. That's amazing. Okay, well, I'm going to hang up and you're going to go do for that sure. video. Here we go. We got 20 in the queue. Hello, my name's Johnny. I yeah. can't believe it's like a live podcast with a chat and you can really answer questions in real time. It's so cool. I know, I know. So I better know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I just wanted to say that, you know, I've been a viewer of yours since when I found you through Casey and it's just so extremely awesome to see how you've grown as a creator and also an entrepreneur. It's very inspiring. Thank you. Know, you know, not only to children but also people who um, may have struggled going through college it's just mm-hmm. fantastic what Thank you've you so done much. and the way that you bring light to the the situation of education from so many different angles right you don't mm-hmm. just you don't just have a stance but you bring so many different opinions to the table so Thank that you. people can make their own and you know their informed decisions yeah but yeah, anyways what it's I all about for many of you, hundreds of people who are sitting in the chat here on a Sunday night, which is pretty incredible <laughs> that um, it's pretty awesome to see you grow as, as a, as a creator. Thank and I'm you. excited to see that next set of years goes. Man, that was so nice. Thank you. Do you have a question? Can I answer anything for you? Well, um, one thing that I'm a bit confused on is I'm debating buying an iPad, but I don't Ooh. know if I should wait. What do you think? Oh man, that is like, I, I'm telling you. It Have took you tried me... the trackpad? The trackpad looks interesting, but it looks like a big waste of money. Uh, yeah, so that's why it took me so long to make that stupid iPad review. Because I found myself in a weird situation where I was like, okay, this is the first time ever that I want to spend more than $300 on an iPad. Because I was having a lot of fun with it. And it's like all of a sudden kind of useful. I just had... And again, this might be like the window side of me speaking because I've had such a good relationship with like two and ones recently. I started paying attention to them only in the past like three or four years when they've actually got good. I feel like people are kind of scarred from like their experience with Ultrabooks 10 years ago and they've never gone back, right? So they see the iPad as like the only option. I had a lot of fun with the iPad. But whenever I went back to my Dell XPS 13 two-in-one, I was just like, dang, wait, I, I'm like not compromising on anything on my Dell XPS. And that's probably because I'm mainly a video editor, right? Um, so I would ask you, what are your main things? Because it, it is fun for, because I'm still right now using iPad Pro 11 inch as like, you know, an extension of my iPhone. I'm using it for taking notes. I'm using it um, around the house and probably once I start going to, you know, real life meetings and stuff. But again, yeah. a lot of times I would probably just bring my two-in-one. So like what 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 kind of work do you do? Well, I think that I would just need it more for meetings, you know, like mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I like to take notes, but 
I run through notebooks pretty quickly. So I was thinking, you know, it'd be a good thing to write on using the pen. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan. And honestly, for people who aren't video editors, like, that's not their main thing. Like an iPad can be your computer. And the Magic Keyboard, even the trackpad is small in terms of, um, in terms of like MacBooks and stuff, like the iPad can be your full computer. So if you're not like a hardcore video person, 100% the iPad can be your computer. And the only annoying thing about the Magic Keyboard is it doesn't have the row, like the function row, which I found kind of annoying, but it does effortlessly just like snap on, snap off. So I think they did a great job with bridging the gap between okay, this can be a laptop, but I'm still going to use it as an iPad because it's so easy to come on and off, you know? So, yeah. Right. I, I don't know if that ans- if that helped at all. <laughs> no, totally. That totally helps. Thank you so much. Yes, Also, tell John I said what's up. Doesn't Amazing. Know him, but he's a friend. Hey, John, the caller says what's up. Uh, I don't know if you could hear that, but he said what's crackalacking. This is Sarah Peachy. What's Hello. your name and where you're calling from? Hey, this is Alex Perucci from Atlanta, Georgia. Awesome. The land of the peaches. Yep. Peach State, peachy fam. Mm-hmm. I love it. This is wild. This is cool. Yeah, this is cool. It's it's really cool to, like, talk to you guys. There's a, a voice yeah. behind the number, you know? Yeah. Thanks for doing this. This is dope. Of course. Do you have a, have a question for me? Yeah. So I just want to get your thoughts on something, like, as a YouTuber that so recently... I've actually gained some traction on YouTube. I gained about a thousand subscribers in a month. And I just wanted to get your thoughts, like moving forward, like next steps to take, like working with brands, things like that. Totally. Um, What kind of videos do you make? Um, I do automotive videos. Oh, cool. So like uh, working on cars, kind of like tutorials, Mm -hmm. how-tos, things like that. Past month, I had a couple of videos that really popped and I'm close to 1500 at this point. Oh, awesome. So, um, like, give me some examples of, like, titles, the types of videos you make. So, the one that initially popped, I I had this idea for a while, and I thought it had potential. So, I worked on this video for a while, and uh, it was a a how-to guide on things you need to know when you're about to purchase a Mazda Miata. So, the the title is The Ultimate Miata Buyer's Guide. Okay. That was the one that really popped off first. That's interesting. So how did you think of that? Are like a ton of people still looking into Mazda Miatas? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it's actually a super popular car. There's like a really big enthusiast community around it. So pretty much the channel now is it kind of seems like it's going to be a a Miata channel. Alex, I I know you. You tweet me. You tweet me all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just found the video. Cool. So you're basically like do you do something for a living with cars and you just want to, or is this like your side hustle? Yeah, it's a side hustle right now. So basically I work at a a body shop Monday through Friday. Mm. That's what I do for a living. So Very cool. I would, yeah. yeah, I mean, how is your like boss at the body shop? Does he understand like social media and everything? Cause I feel like that would be an awesome opportunity to even make videos like within the context of the body shop. And I feel like you could be like, Hey, if I link the body shop, can I like take some time at work to make videos or something? Yeah, yeah, he's actually pretty cool with it. I'm actually started running the shop's like Instagram account recently oh, awesome. and stuff like that. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I mean, it's cool because you've already, because I'm looking at your videos, you've obviously found something with this Miata thing. Um, and I think it's, I don't know cars a lot, but I'll relate it back to my world. Um, it's kind of like finding themes that work and then working off of that. Right. So when like two or three years ago, when everyone, I mean, a lot of the focus in the tech world obviously still was like smartphones. So I was like going, going with that. But honestly, mm -hmm. I could probably care less about smartphones. Like I enjoy iPhones, Samsung phones and like the Google Pixel. But beyond that, I'm like, meh. So once I started right. seeing all of the like truly innovation happening in the laptop space, I think still people are confused between the tablet, laptop, desktop thing. It, it really became <laughs> an interesting space and more people started like doing really cool videos around that. I was like, oh, that's I should like angle my stuff a little bit more towards that. And then, oh, people are frustrated by the MacBook and you just like you see certain themes. OK, certain videos pop off. How can I expand with that? So. The whole like right. Mac, Mac to PC thing was such a big thing. So I was like, okay, maybe it's not just about the MacBook, but let's do something with like desktops instead of laptops. And like, okay, that did well. well. And so, you know, maybe it's like your next step is like comparing the Miata to like another comparable car. Like maybe people, you know, when they reach that point of like, I want to buy a Miata, maybe it's in between the Miata and like another car. And maybe you have the opportunity mm. to work on one of those cars in the body shop and that comes through and you like make a comparison video or something. I think like yeah. once you have something pop off, that's a good opportunity to say, okay, what did I do right there? Read the comments. How are people vibing on things? And then you can kind of expand from there. But I feel bad because I don't know a lot about the car industry, but obviously the Miata thing has been killing it for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I've got a lot of ideas that I can do with it, too. So, yeah, yeah I, I definitely just want to keep it as something like just keep making videos on the stuff that I actually enjoy, too. I think that's mm -hmm. really important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what I always say, one for me, one for them. So make a Miata video, make a video you're stoked on. Hopefully some of that audience will come over to those videos and then you can kind of more hone your voice you know, and get people. And, and then once you start experimenting all that stuff, maybe there's some overlap between what you really love to do and like what also gets views. Thank you. Thank you for all the <laughs> stuff you put out. It's super helpful. Of course. Thanks, Alex. Jason with the super chat as a freelance photographer, portrait photographer, how should one go about pricing their services? I tried to be cheap enough for college students, but also expensive enough that I'm not losing my Jason pricing is the ultimate question. Price things that you think are worth your time. And then once you get, you want to get to a point where you're super busy, right? And then once you're super busy, your work is speaking for itself. You have enough work out there. That's when you start just raising your prices. So you're super busy. Someone calls, hey, I need you to do a wedding. I want you to do my wedding. But you're super busy, right? So you kind of don't want to do that wedding. That's when you say, okay, I'll do your wedding. But for $4,000, you know, instead of maybe your classic $1,000 rate. And guess what? They might just say yes, and then that's your new price. So boom. Hello, my name is Tessa Violet. I'll make YouTube videos at youtube.com slash Mika Kitty. It's hard to spell, so you can just search for Tessa Violet instead. Explain how Mika Kitty came about. Well, um, that's my cat's name. Rest in peace. 
<laughs> I didn't know. Oh, that's so sad. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, Every, so all sad. the time now, I'm like, ah, there's no, no not awkward way to talk about her. Um, she was wonderful. She's here in cat. spirit. Every time you make a video. Though. Yes. Um, but it was my username on uh, AOL Instant Messenger. Yes. And it just Aim. carried over. That's so amazing. So today, guys, we're going to take, we took to Twitter, and we got a few questions from you guys about living really that creative life. Talking about videos, talking about music, because she is an amazing singer-songwriter and YouTuber. Oh, thanks. Chelsea asked, do you believe some people just aren't creative? If not, what tips do you have for those who feel like they're uncreative? I see my own creativity as just an ability to problem solve. And, you know, the problems that I choose to interact with are artistic problems so people say that's creative but I might say like I really want to make a video or a song that evokes this emotion or makes me feel this way so the problem is how do and then the answer is just figuring out and people call that creativity but like anything it's just a skill mm -hmm. or a muscle mm -hmm. that you build you and you practice and, yeah and everyone starts at zero. Yes. Well, some people have a little natural inclination. Right. <laughs> and if you find something that you're naturally good at, just freaking run with it. Yeah. And in time, you'll figure out if you absolutely love it or not. But I think people owe it to themselves to explore different mediums, check things out, and really find what your jam is. And then once you find it, you know, you're not going to be perfect at it mm -hmm. the first go around. But that's where you combine the learning it, taking in the skills, whether that means watching a YouTube video, like a how-to or like a textbook or something, balancing that and then going out and actually doing it. Because yeah. you can watch YouTube videos all day on how to make videos or how to take pictures, but what's the most important part? Practice. Going out and actually doing it, guys. Practice makes perfect. And mm -hmm. it's okay to be bad at something mm -hmm. for a really long time. Um, there's a video I wish I wish I knew who this quote was but he talks about how you know that you have an artistic eye when you're first making something mm -hmm. and you recognize that you're not good that's good <laughs> you think this is not good and your ability to know that means that you're going to be able to progress into something that you recognize is great yes that's amazing so I've been making videos since I, I don't know if anyone remembers, do you know what a digital blue is? No. Did you ever have one of those cameras? Okay. I got a digital blue in like elementary school. That was my first camera. But I really started making fun videos for like projects. So in middle school and high school, you know, if I was in like a social studies class and there was a project, I would always be the one that's like, all right, making a video, forget a paper. You know, I'd be that person who'd go and ask the teacher, hey, can I make a video instead? So it really started in high school with cheesy high school projects, making music videos, making rap songs to things. All started in high school, and that was actually one of my first YouTube videos I ever posted, like in 2012, was like an economics rap music video. Yes. Yes. So it started there, and then I started getting into traveling. I made travel videos, and that's really when I started digging into YouTube. It's with yes. my travel videos. Yeah. So this may be a good question for you then. Okay. Turn turntables. Okay. Uh, if you could. <laughs> hey, Cal says, if you could give YouTube beginners one piece of advice, what would it be? One piece of advice that I would give that's a little bit more practical is kind of find a balance of searchable content and then content that you actually enjoy making. Mm. I got a lot of traffic from whether it was like Taylor Swift concerts that I posted 
or I made. I love Taylor Swift. I know, Taylor Swift's amazing. Did you go to the 1989 show in Nashville? No, I couldn't. I wish I could. It was the Red red Tour. And it got like 20,000 hits. I probably gained like 50 subscribers from that. Nice. Yeah, just that. And I made a lot of technical videos of like unboxing cameras and like how to use this camera. And I got a lot of people who found me through actually searching out stuff. And then once they found my channel through the searchable content, they stayed for the stuff that I actually enjoyed making like travel videos. Mm. So that's my piece of advice about you. That's great advice. Mm -hmm. The problem with my opinion on how to start on YouTube is Mm -hmm. that um, it's dated, you know, because I started nine years ago. Dang, girl. (laughs) When it was just a different game. Right. And um, if I had to start again now, you know, would I be able to build the same level of success? Mm -hmm. I don't know, because Mm -hmm. it's a lot of luck, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't hurt to make content you love and work really hard. Mm -hmm. So I'd say, um, you know, get to know who you are. Who you are? Who you are? Here. Get to know who you are, what you love, and make consistent content. Everyone always says Mm. that. Consistency is good. And I think we live in a time where people are constantly asking, is it better to be consistent or is it better to have better quality? And I feel like we live in a time where you can't negotiate on that. Like you have to have, have, you have to have both. You have to have consistency and quality and making those opportunities for yourself. And I feel like, you know, an audience will come. Yeah. I have a question for your question. I know you can't answer this, but um, I feel like if the question is, what's your advice for people wanting to like make a career out of YouTube? We've answered that. Mm -hmm. But if you just mean general advice, I have another thought. Okay. Um, I think it's really easy for any artist in any medium to, maybe not cognitively, but emotionally believe that I am my art. And then if people don't like my art, it can Mm. be devastating. Mm. And YouTube is a harsh place to live. Yeah. (laughs) So I would say just try and get to know your worth as a person outside of your art and Mm. ground yourself in community and friends Mm -hmm and love your art and appreciate it and know that you know it's a part of you yeah but that's good yeah if people don't like it they just don't like it yeah that's okay yeah that's awesome you like it and that's what counts Mm -hmm. and if you don't like it make something else yeah because you have definitely gone different directions on your channel Mm -hmm. you've done a lot of stuff so what would you say to people about being open to change and evolving your craft and maybe wanting to dabble in different things. Like, hmm. well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I started, started with video blogs and then like I moved into, not too heavily, but the idea of music videos mm-hmm. and film and now I've shifted into music, my own music and also video blogs. And there's always pushback Mm-hmm. when you make a change because right. people feel like I've subscribed for this type of content right. now you're changing and I don't like it mm-hmm. which is fair again people are just allowed to enjoy what they enjoy and enjoy what they don't but if you feel like your heart is somewhere else you just have to you have to make art you love and mm-hmm. for me I just knew that you know over nine years my interests have shifted into make something that I was no longer interested in Mm -hmm. 
would have been like, well, why am I, why do I have a creative job at all? Why not? Like just, if I don't like what I'm doing, why not just do something else I don't like that is less stressful, yeah. less um, self-motivated. Right. Andy asks, what is the best way to be yourself and not act different in front of a camera? Hmm. I've hmm. got an answer for this one. Answer. Again, it goes back to, it's okay to be bad at it at first. It's yeah. so bizarre to be like, oh, now I'm having a conversation with myself, which if you don't <laughs> yeah. talk to yourself is the absolute most bizarre. And especially when there's like other people in a room, maybe next to you. Oh, no way. And it's I like, <laughs> and it's like, can they hear me? Well, if you have a roommate and stuff, cause yeah. I can do that. But it's just, I'm filming guys. Don't judge me talking to myself. You yeah. just can't care. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's super awkward. Yeah. And for me, I warm up by talking to myself, like while I'm making breakfast or putting my makeup on, I just nice. let the internal monologue be an external monologue. So I get used to the sound mm -hmm. of my voice. And when I sit down to speak, it doesn't overwhelm me and make me feel very small right. in a big room. It's really easy, not just for new YouTubers, but for anyone to kind of put on presenter voice. Mm -hmm. Or the complete opposite of, yeah, you know, because I, I that's, that less. that's really for okay. me. That's what <laughs> I tend to do because I get a lot of people are like, ah, oh, smile more, and it's like those kind of comments are just like. But at the same time, me as a human in real life is very animated, yeah. and, blah, 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 and sometimes you know you get camera shy. So I feel like you can go both totally. ways. That's how I yeah. go. Because sometimes I'll watch back a video and I'll be like, wow, I look kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smile. But if you're, this is a side note, I won't put this in the video, but if you're like, you're a dude, don't, yeah. tell, don't go around telling chicks to smile more. No, you should put that in the video. They should like, know. Okay, okay. They it, should know that it feels very strange to be commanded that you need to, yeah. like, constantly personify an emotion. That's so good. And emotions come and go. Maybe yeah. I feel happy, maybe I don't. Maybe I am happy, but yeah. not like, happy yeah and it just it sounds weird when you know you read comments just smile more and it's like yes it makes me feel uncomfortable i know it yeah it makes me feel uncomfortable too which maybe you say you know it's not uncomfortable for you to say it but just receive that for us mm -hmm. it's uncomfortable cool throwing that out there <laughs> Woo! Woo! into the universe oh here's something um mm -hmm. A false, I think a false excitement comes across. If you're not excited, that's okay. If you're feeling that's nervous, good. that's okay. Yeah. Just allow yourself to feel whatever emotion yeah. you're feeling. And the more you practice being on camera, the less nervous you become. I'm also gonna add to that. I got a lot of questions from people saying, if I'm not comfortable in front of camera, but I love video, like what do I do? Hmm. I would say there are so many things out there. There's so many companies, so many people who need video content. Like. Don't feel pressured that you have to do like vlogs. Don't feel yeah. pressured that you have to do what everyone else is doing. There, there is such a need for video content in the world. Especially for mu musicians. Yeah, I mean, yes. everyone needs good video. And for you to be able to be behind a camera, be behind an editing desk and be able to crush it, even if your face isn't in, the, you know, in front of the camera, it's okay. Go make awesome videos for your own channel for other people, for video agencies, for musicians. Yeah. If you know how to make dope videos in a 2016 world and 2017 world, you're gonna be golden. Oh yeah. Steve Keel asks, how do you pare down your idea debt? Ideas you accumulate, but don't execute. So good. 
Okay. So I I stay up every night until like 4 a.m. just going on ideas. Like I have notebooks full of ideas. I have like iPhone notes just full of ideas. And sometimes ideas can be distracting to what you're already doing. Mm. And so I think finding the balance between whether this is making you know, a calendar or a journal every day of things that you have to do and then allowing yourself, like chase ideas because inspiration doesn't come all the time. So if you're freaking inspired by something, chase it. But you gotta find a balance of, okay, this is what I'm doing right now. How can I execute these things right now? And then allow your time. I think it's just, it's time management, which yeah. is so scary and it's so hard, but allow time for both things. Yeah. And, and don't be afraid of killing off ideas. I've had so many, ideas that just never made the day of light but figuring out what those ideas are in the early stages helps you save time so just don't be afraid to get rid of ideas yeah you know I agree you can't that. become too emotionally attached yes you know that's a big thing in songwriting is mm -hmm. um this is something I struggle with I write a lot of my songs alone because I'm afraid to um to collaborate with people in such a vulnerable way as songwriting and um, one of my friends who co-writes all the time said, can't be precious with your ideas. Mm, that's good. You know, be eager to share them mm -hmm. and yes. you'll make great stuff. And this is never your last idea. More will come. That's so good. There's and a time and place for competition. Mm -hmm. But I feel like people really underestimate the value of collaboration. When you're building up other people around you, that's like beneficial to both of you. Yeah, totally. Tessa, the real imaginary asks, what's something you've always wanted to do but haven't got to do yet? Aw, she tweets at me a lot. Hi. Awesome. I've seen your videos. You make gaming videos. Um, uh, oh, I know. I want to tour with a band. Mm. I want to... Um, I'll play for you. Yeah! Um, 2017? Oh, me kitty. Sarah D. Even this year. I mean, <laughs> I love live music mm -hmm. so much. I feel like that's just... I feel so affected and it's such an emotional journey to mm -hmm. you know, attend a show or to be involved and yeah. at this point I don't have the resources or the audience to make a right. uh, show with a band financially responsible, mm -hmm. but that's like one of my dreams. Yeah. So hopefully someday. It's going to happen soon. I feel like it has to happen soon. We need to make this happen soon.